Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Hello and welcome. This is Off The Bench. Me, Jimmy Williams, with former Dockers great Paul Hazelby. Hello, Hayes. G'day, Jim. Great to be with you once again. Another big show. Can't wait. Going to be massive. Let's start with the breaking news. Imagine the best DM breaker, the world's best rock breakers. The Essendon Football Club have appointed the panel for the people that are going to appoint their next coach, Robert Walls, head of footy, Josh Marnie, and ex-Hawthorne Premiership player, Jordan Lewis. Uh, how is this all going to play out for the Bombers? I like it. You've also got Simon McGuinness included in that, but I like that there's some external people outside of Essendon. I think that's great. And it's intriguing that I don't think Kevin Sheedy and Robert Walls had the best of relationships right. when they were coaching against each other, playing against each other. So he's a big name, strong personality as Walls. But then you've got Jordan Lewis, of course, being around one of the best teams of all time yep. with Hawthorne, four-time premiership player, but very astute with the way that he commentates football and dissects it. So I think they're going to come up with a really good panel, first and foremost, and then really slice through that to try and come up with the best candidate. Who's it going to be, Jim? What do you think? Ross Lyon seems to be growing a bit of momentum towards him. There is plenty of news, or plenty of people having their opinion saying Ross Lyon is simply someone that the Essendon Football Club should at least uh, scope out and get where he's at and see if he's one of the candidates that should perhaps fill the role. 163 wins, 118 losses, four ties in his coaching career so far at St Kilda. And then, of course, Freeman. So I've said this to you off the airwaves. If someone out there is the best, if someone out there is one of the better coaches, then you simply have to get there. But I'm with you, and I know you're going to say it. Ross simply has to follow the Essendon process. He has to actually go through and do everything that all of the other candidates are going to have to do if he's serious and if he wants this job. Well, let's go back 12 months. There were certain members of the board of Carlton that didn't want him to go through the process because of some things that he had done in his past right. or one incident in his past. So everybody at Essendon, if they go down this path, they need to be all on the same page. And to get through to him to see how he operates, how he's going to take things forward, then I think he needs to go through due process. But then you've got Essendon, a club in turmoil. They have to go through process with five, six, seven different eight guys, get it down to three, have your final interview process and come up with the very best. It's not that hard. We see it every day in recruiting. Now, the big question is whether Ross would put him up for put himself up for that yep. commitment to go through a month-long process. And as we saw last year, it didn't work getting played out in the media. So my advice to him is, if he's really serious, get out of the media for one month and come back in fresh next year. What about... James Heard, obviously a favourite son of the club, used to be the coach, uh, ended up in all kinds of turmoil back in that Essendon saga and scandal that occurred. Is he someone that could potentially come back and do this role? I don't think so. When you look at that board, Josh Marnie's not an Essendon person, Jordan Lewis, not an Essendon person, and Robert Wall's not an Essendon person. So there's no real close affiliation with him. So for that, and the reasons that we spoke about at length in regards to his past and what happened with the Essendon drug saga... I would find it pretty difficult to think they would put him as their number one guy, Jim. Breaking news. Imagine the best DM Breaker. Distributors of the world's best rock breakers. DMbreaker.com.au. I've got some late-breaking news for uh, this beautiful segment. Bailey Banfield to recommit to the Fremantle Dockers on a two-year contract deal. Very, very close. Will be announced next week. Deserves it. 
has been one of the players that's been in and out of the team. But, you know, he's shown signs that he's capable of playing mm. a, a couple of different roles. And that's handy at AFL level. We see a, a guy like Josh Rotham at West Coast who did a bit of ruck work, played forward, uh, couldn't get a game in that back line. You switch it back over to Banfield. He can play forward. He can do a tagging role. He's a great sub option. I know that might change next year, but he's shown that he's a little bit of an X factor in that forward line, and I can't wait to see him in the finals. It's handy, but it's a curse too, Jim, because then the coaches think I will make him the medical sub Mm. because he can come and play a a lot of different positions, whether it's midfield, probably not ruck, but small forward, key forward, but he has had a good season. So well done. Good result. Hayes, we need to take a break. We'll be back right on the other side of this here on Off The Bench. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Hello, welcome back to Off the Bench. Me, Jimmy Williams with former Dockers champion Paul Hazelby and the great man, former Wildcats captain, uh, six-time champ, has just rolled into the building. Uh, Damien Martin is here. Hello, Marto. Jimmy, Paul, always a pleasure. Uh, Now, Hayes was fired up over this off air. Uh, he doesn't like the fact that the Australian Boomers team uh, having to play against Bahrain. Why, why has this got you so upset, Hayes? What's Bahrain done to you, mate? It's not just Bahrain. <laughs> it's all these other countries that we play. We send our B team, C team, sometimes D team, and we win by 50 points. Hang on. We see it happen in cricket. We see it happen in other codes. All of us... Okay. We used to not complain, so much in cricket. Well, we used to complain because the Australian Boomers would only ever play New Zealand to qualify for the World Championships, play them again to qualify for the Olympics. Now we're truly a part of Asia, and we have to go through the Asian route to qualify for both of those competitions. I don't see any any problem we with it. We need to play the USA, Marto, like 10 times throughout the year so we can close <laughs> the gap. They're the benchmark. Hang on. Hang on. You complain about Australia sending their B team. I'm not trying to sound disrespectful here, but USA are currently playing for the, in their qualifying as well. And the one and only Michael Fraser Jr. who played for the Wildcats, he's playing for his nation right now. So well done, Michael. Well, that's the Z team then. Oh, no. No, because he's not even in the the NBA. So you think about all the teams and all the players. That's not being disrespectful. Look at you trying to backpedal here. Light it up. Exactly. Diddy here in the West. Can we get sound effects of a a bus reversing or a truck reversing? How much are they beating Bahrain by? Well, they don't play Bahrain because that's not in Asia, but in America. So, no, look, let's just focus on the good. 104 to 50 against the high-ranked Bahrain. We would take that So, do we at, get anything out of that or not? One step closer to a World Cup qualifier. Yeah, I get that, but, like, growth and development of the players? Well, they do have some youngsters. So, someone like an Alex Tui, who I think is going to be an absolute superstar, is currently the Australian Institute of Sport. Can he flat-out play? <laughs> now, if you know, Marta, when he uses those words, that means he's fair dinkum. This guy's not – you're this not guy, saying that. This guy can flat out play, Hayes. He can flat out play. Hayes fired up for the dig. Don't dig blind at check before you dig every time. But uh, good news for Perth fans. Luke Travers, uh, one of the most influential players on the night. He was brilliant. He uh, he was probably our best, even though he didn't have as many points as DJ Vasilovic, who led all scorers with 22. We did see Luke recently drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers have 17 points, nine rebounds, Four assists. He was great at both ends of the court. Good for the Wildcats, that is. He's set for a big season. Yeah, just growing in confidence, I think. And now... I've got a late dig. Yeah, go on, Late dig. What about the umpire in the AFL department? But they've sent out a memo, reminded the umpires to call play on if a player tries to milk a free kick or 50. You know the manning of the mark where they go to handball it? You don't like it. Well, I I do like it. But why does it take to the week before the finals that it hasn't been umpired like that at all this year? It hasn't been called play on. So it's almost like a new rule. They've tried to get it out there that it's a... 
just a different viewpoint that it was that way, but it hasn't been. It's been different, and they have a habit of doing this before finals. Get it right at the start of the year, Marto. Yeah, just poor timing, but the right decision to get rid of it, but right before finals, that is a big call. Hey, what about that hockey team down in the southwest? <laughs> hey, we spoke about it on the show during the week. They stepped aside. The coach is yelling, let them score. The goalie took a sidestep <laughs> and said, here you go, come on in. We laughed about it. You were calling for life bans. Oh, look, I got caught up in the moment. Did he a get a life bit. ban? The guy just... The coach is out. Yeah, yeah the coach is banned. Uh, team won't play, so they're done. And it was karma because the team, they essentially said, let's go and have a draw so we can face someone else. No, didn't go their way. Mm. Face each other. One now can't play. Unbelievable. Paul Hayes will be fired up for the dig today. <laughs> Don't dig blind. Lodge a free dial before you dig inquiry online every time. One guy who didn't tank at all through his career is Lachlan Delahunty. He says goodbye to the waffle this weekend as Subiaco take on Perth. Hear from him next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Hope you're having a cracking weekend. Me, Jimmy Williams, and Paul Hayes will be with you and a Subiaco superstar, Lachlan Delahunty, after five premierships and a Sandover medal and a host of other accolades. Today, will play his last game for the Subi Footy Club. Earlier this week, he caught up with Hayes and Mardo. G'day, Lockie. Welcome. Hey, boys. Thanks. Thanks for having me. How does it feel, mate? Uh, it's been a journey since you came over a long time ago. Yeah, I've been I've been lucky. Um, certainly come to the right place. It's been uh, a, certainly a good move. When I was sitting there struggling to through to get get through my uh, my exams when I was at university back in 2013, and the thought of going to Perth was was a foreign one. Um, I think I'd had enough beers with Matt Bowen to think, think it was a good idea, and <laughs> we found ourselves over here probably three weeks later, and I haven't left. <laughs> Tell us about your junior football in regards to when you were 17, 18, and 19, and your time in the VFL before you made that decision. Yeah, I was born and raised in Country Vic, so just a farming community, six, 600 people in Matoa, small town, and, and had to go to boarding school to actually play any sort of you know, Colts footy. So there, over there, it's obviously um, Tack Cup. So I played Tack Cup for a couple of years and never really made it. Played some VFL with, with Essendon and, and couldn't really crack into the senior team there. So I ended up at Frankston, who were, were a standalone club. Played there for two seasons. We we won, I think, four or five games for for the two years. But the absolute had an absolute ball there. Great bunch of guys. We just weren't very good at footy. Um, <laughs> and that, that led to to coming across because West Perth actually approached me my first year at Frankston and and were really keen to get me across. And I was at uni at the time and just had no interest of of leaving Melbourne. And and it was the second season when they re-approached me and said, look come over at the end of the year, we'd love to show you around. I think you'd suit the bigger grounds, yada, yada, yada. And we, um, another guy, Matt Boland, was playing for Colony and he was the opposition, but we had a mutual friend and, and we'd always joked about the idea of, of coming over just really for a for a week to see Perth and, and if a footy club was going to fly us over, we wouldn't say no. And, and that's, what we, that's what we did. But um, so we come across and, and you know, West Perth had told me Juno Lup was 20 minutes down the road and I was going to be working in the city. So that proved to be incorrect and, and maybe wait to serve you from there. So there's a few other things. That hang, happened, on, but, hang, yeah, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I think it was more than just the extra few minutes to get into the city for work. Tell us about this famous boat trip, which is apparently yeah, the reason which it. got Subi <laughs> over the line. Yeah, I, I got asked about this on the weekend. So there's a bit to that. So I went down to Juno Lup. Uh, Jamie Ball was his name. He was a player manager at the time, really good fella. And he took us through the club and, and met us at Joondalup. But we've just travelled four hours to come to Western Australia. And, and you know, there was no coach that met us, no players met us, took us through the club. All it was was a, was a player manager. And he goes, here's your contract. Do you want to sign? I was sort of a 
bit taken back. You're going to be here for a week. And I sort of thought, oh, we need some time to think about it. Like, I've just got to Perth. I don't know much about the footy club. I've got nothing. I have no idea about Waffle Footy. They've just won the premiership, so I'm sure you're a successful club. But I'd love to meet a couple of players, you know, at least to sit down to, to get to know who I'd be playing with or who I'd be playing under. And then on the Wednesday, the complete opposite happened. On the Wednesday, um, Boland had a great connection with the club with uh, players that he played with in previous years. And he was like, we've got to go catch up with Subiaco. Um, I owe it to me old mates to, to at least have a meeting with them. And the way it sort of was, Subi really wanted a full forward, so they needed a bolo. They probably didn't see a need for me. West Perth felt they really needed a... I was, I was playing wing at the time at Frankston. They felt like they needed a winger and, and they didn't really want bolo. So it was sort of... I was pro West Perth. He was pro Subiaco, but we, we agreed we'd meet with both. And then Sue and Jared, Jared Schofield, 8 o'clock in the morning, picks us up from our accommodation, drives us around Perth, go for a coffee, go through the whole club rooms, sit down, go through game plan after game plan. And they just finished second last. I'm like, this guy's very professional for, for a team, very similar to Frankston, hadn't won many games. Um, but just the fact that he you know, spent the whole morning with us really made us feel welcome, where we'd be playing, how we're going to fit into the team, where he sees the club in the next three, five, ten years. Like, he, he had big dreams, which was which was exciting. And, and as a part of those plans, we were very much a part of it and, and made me feel very welcome, even though... I still think they only want to bolo. And then that, <laughs> that story continued after the break. Lockie Delahunty explaining how he was snatched by the Subiaco Football Club after West Perth thought they had him in their grasp. He went on to be one of the Lions' greatest ever. More from that chat coming up right after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Me, Jimmy Williams, with Docker's great Paul Hazelby. And earlier this week, he and Damien Munn on the run home spoke with Lachlan Delahunty, who plays his last game of waffle football for the Subiaco Lions. He's explaining the famous story about how he was recruited to Subiaco from Victoria, despite interest from other clubs. Marky Lawrence owns a boat, and would we love to take you out for you know, some fishy, and we'll go over to Rotto. And we've been here for a week. We had absolutely zero on, so we weren't going to say no to that. And the fact that Marky Lawrence, the president, had taken the whole day off to get his boat ready to take us out. Schofield had taken the whole day off work because you know, he was working part-time as well as coaching. And then six players rocked up, all took the day off um, just to come and have a beer with us. That was, you know, one of the best days. We just sat around and we didn't really talk footy. It was talk, they just got most of them, three or four of them just got back from their footy trip from America. So they were just telling stories after stories. And we thought, really, this club may not be that great on the field, but they made us feel welcome and, and they want us a part of this team. So it became a no-brainer. It was, it was really, you know, we just felt wanted and, and felt like that we at least going to have five or six good mates at the club and a coach that really wants us to play for him. So that was really the, 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 the story behind that boat trip. Isn't that incredible? I bet West Perth are kicking themselves now. Like, we should have at least taken them out onto Lake Joondalup. Anything. Should have done something <laughs> for them. Uh, all these years later, though, you are going to hang up the boots. What are your memories from day one that you've just taken us through? Now this whole career where you do have rings and relationships and some mateships that will last forever. Premierships. Yeah, well, it's like trying to reflect on it all, mate. It's it's all just, as you are well aware, it's all about the stories and the people, right? So I don't remember much about games or what happened during critical games or even premiership wins. Like, until we go back and watch the footy, I couldn't even remember how many floaters I kicked or who was up at certain times. But I just remember really good stories and really good memories with, with the people I've played with. And we always get together and, and talk about, you know, Jared's one of the, you know, a really good topic of ours is scoey sprays. Some of the sprays we got over the years were, were phenomenal. And, and every time we get together, everyone's got a, 
it's like they've added another layer onto the story. They're just getting bigger and bigger. So that for me is the, the highlight, the fact that I've I've got best mates for life. Um, I feel very much part of the, the fabric of the club and, and everyone that's been involved. And over nine seasons, you play with a lot of blokes. Like the transition in Waffle Footy, there's 20 new blokes that come in and out of the, sort of the squad every year. So your network of people you've played with and gone on footy trips with and travelled state footy with, it's amazing. So, yeah, I think when I look back, it's just the people and, and the stories that when we catch up for a beer and, and tell war stories, they're, they're some of my best best moments. Well, when you talk about people, stories and beer, you're renowned. You and your mate Lee Kitchen are renowned for your Mad Monday outfits. <laughs> Can you take us through a few of your favourites? Yeah, the camels was probably takes the cake. I don't think anyone ever expected that. Um, horses have been done. Um, we're well aware, but I think the favourite... Hang on, you definitely... rode, in, rode in on actual camels or you dressed as a camel? No, no, we rode in on camels. That was, <laughs> that was That made it on the, um, the pre-game show before the AFL Grand Final, actually. That was a classic. So we had two camels and no one, no one could believe us coming across the oval. So we got them on the other side of the oval. All the boys are up in the stand waiting for... We're late, and if, and as I'm sure you know, if you're late to Mad Monday, there's pretty serious punishments coming up for you, which is not enjoyable. But that was a little bit offset by the fact that me and Kitch were coming across the other side of the oval on, on, on camels. So that was definitely uh, up there. But I think the best was, I think it was 18. We uh, we got, it took us three hours to get fully painted as sort of like your bad grandpa outfit. So generally like a professional outfit. So we looked like we were probably 70 or 80 and we had the gophers. And mate, we got, around, we got away with everything that day. We were, call, we were in the city at the shoe there, they're a sponsor of ours. And we were just causing chaos, crashing into poles, falling off, and people were coming from everywhere to support, like try to help us because obviously they thought a seventy-year-old just ran into the uh, to the street sign. <laughs> so the boys were up, the boys were up the top of the shoe watching these antics on a Monday in the city, and I felt terrible because people are so helpful. And people calling triple zero, I was like, no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm only joking. So that for me was was an enjoyable day, and, and you know. I don't think. I think the police might have been called in the end, so we had to, we had to wrap that up pretty quick. Lachlan Delahunty there. We hope he has a blinder in his final game of Waffle Football. Subiaco taking on Perth in that one. Good luck to Lachlan Delahunty in life after Waffle Footy. That's all we have time for, Hayes. We'll do it all again next Saturday. Catch you then. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91